Warning, the following episode contains adult language and screaming goats. Listener discretion is advised. The Pinball Network is online. Launching The Pinball Show. This week on a jam-packed episode 130, Dennis and I talk about Stern Pinball's next original-themed game, Troll Hunt. We also chat Godzilla Topper Flip-Flop, new trending James Bond code, Stern Pinball production updates for the remainder of the year, exclusive TPS Club membership content about Stern Pinball accessory production timelines, we discuss AP shipping some tanks, Jersey Jack and Kamikau into the Pinniverse, our recap of the highly entertaining home pen interview from last week, Pinball Market Trends, Biting My Tongue Edition, and Winnie the Pooh Pinball. There's even more in this week's TPS, but we don't have time. We've got to start the show. About it, eh? <laughs> Ain't nothing but against the party. Oh shit. <laughs> you done fucked up, man. <laughs> you done put two of America's most wanted in the same motherfucking place at the same motherfucking time. Pinball is a game of skill. For some, it's a passion and a lifestyle. It's time for the Pinball Show. It's Pinball with personality. Picture perfect. I paint a perfect picture. Bomber hooches with precision. My tits took your picture with that and double OP. Dog, my fucking homie used a cold ass nigga on the mall. It's the Pinball Show. It's episode 130. We're your hosts, Zach Minnie and Dennis Creasel. Oh, Zach, what's that? Is that Yankee Doodle candle I smell in the oh, background? Oh, come on! You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna throw me under the bus <laughs> like everybody else on YouTube. Oh. Oh. No, the Disney people backed you. The Disney heads out there, we gotta love all the Disney people. What Dennis is referring to, I did a recent video on Straight Down the Middle. You gotta go check it out. Where I reviewed some candles. <laughs> what is going on? People are like, dude, you you really not only have you jumped the shark, like you're so far gone. What is somebody said, Zach, if you owe someone money, let us know. <laughs> I think and, I saw that somebody said blink twice if you're in it. trouble. That's right. <laughs> you're like a loan shark after I, I like, wait, I wait for on? you to do like do the knockoff glade scent things to plug in and be like, which which one is the is the best? <laughs> I'm trying to replace the current pitchman in the marketplace. Sham wow. Oh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, I've uh, I've been burning some burning some candles lately. You know what happens to candles when it's really hot? I thought I was clever and I was like, I don't burn burn candles, but I'm gonna open one up and put it in my truck, my work truck, just so you know it it, it smells good in there. And smell instead of like coil dust and everything in the flipping out truck. And uh, I made a big ass mess, Dennis, because. I wasn't thinking, like, you don't have to burn wax for it to run. It was like liquid hot magma mm. all over my floorboard. <laughs> now, I, now I smell Pirates of the Caribbean in my fucking feet. Yar. <laughs> Yar. <laughs> oh, how have you been? What have you been up to? Oh, I'm fine. Busy, busy little bees. That's what we are, busy little bees. Why didn't Gladiator ever get a pinball machine? I, that's what that line's from. I, because I would have never known that, but... Uh, that's what I told you. Are you not pentertained? Oh, yeah, there is. I remember someone didn't like uh, the, on Eclectic Gamers, the, the rumor taint. They yeah, remember them saying they don't get it. And I'm like, uh, well, they don't because get it. it's, it's like entertained, but it's rumor taint. It's, it's, it's simple. It's referenced all and, the time. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, that, I, I, by now, surely they. I, I think they just didn't. I think it just didn't amuse them. Was probably what they meant. Mm. Not a like. Maybe they just didn't get why one would think it was amusing. Most people seem to enjoy it, though. Wow. Or are indifferent and don't say anything. No, not in twenty twenty three. People say everything. But that, but that wasn't my point. My point was Gladiator. It was an Academy Award winning movie. Ridley uh, Scott, man, full Come of on. action. Uh, why no pinball machine? I mean, that was in that time when you know Stern was kind of going out on their own. No CSI. other competitors. <laughs> well, uh, before that, I think. I, was gonna say, I don't even remember. Yeah, when it was late nineties, was. wasn't it? Okay. Yeah, like late yeah. night, like ninety nine, two thousand ish was when it came out. I roller casino. All right. Yeah, that was a John Norris game. Oh, I see. Or the Candace ass. Mm. Or John Norris. We love John Norris. That's back when they allowed smoking in the building. Oh. John wasn't wasn't a fan of being around smoke. Back in the good old days, you know, I've been watching a lot of Johnny Carson reruns. And, well, I guess they're all reruns at this point. But man, Carson, he didn't give a shit. He would just smoke a cigarette, blow it right in the guest's face, like. Those were the days, weren't they? Well, you know, he was a kingmaker. It's different now. He'll be just like, oh, just, oh sorry, uh, Mr. Seth. You're not going to give me what I want. I'm going to go to Jimmy's show instead. Oh, yeah. He was the one that, that made you made you broken. Mm-hmm. Similar to the pinball show here in the pinball industry. What are we going to break today? There, we're Craig gonna, Bobby? We're going to break a lot of here? shit. Where's Craig? He's sulking. I... You fucking you, you were trimmed, you, you were really down one week. You were really hard on him. Eh, stiffen up, Buttercup. No, that's right. That's what I say. So he's MIA. He is gone. Poor, poor, poor Craig. Oh, someone tickled me. He's my desk. He's right here. Yeah. So Craig's gone. Uh, but we're going to be talking about a lot of stuff, including Stern Pinball. <gasps> I think Stern Pinball should do another original theme. They haven't done one in a long, long time. And just just call it the world of trolls because they love trolling their consumer base. Okay. Don't I was they? gonna I was gonna warn you. There is that an animated movie called Trolls, so you gotta be careful. Uh, that would actually probably go over fairly well. They're on. Their, I think so. They made a sequel, didn't they? Oh, they're on their fourth film or something. Oh wow! And they all I, make I, a I did ton see of money. The, I did see the first one. That's the only one because my niece used to like it yep. back in the day. It's actually really well done. Uh, the second I have not seen. Third, I really haven't seen. And the fourth, I believe, is about to come out. If not already out, it makes a ton, they make a ton of money over there. It's a big IP. But no, not that troll. Not uh, the trolls that pop up out of the playfield of Medieval Madness, one of the deepest games ever, right? Mike from Homepin. <laughs> mm-hmm. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Uh, oh, oh, that's coming up. Oh, God. Didn't even want to cover it. But oh, I'm so excited. We, oh, I that's know. my favorite topic. I, sorry, Stern. I, I do like talking about you, but my favorite my favorite topic is down under. But the king, the king of trolls, Gary Stern, visiting the licensing expo this last week, sharing on social media, Stern Pinball, pictures of Gary Stern standing next to many many intellectual properties a lot of ips and uh maybe they're not trolling maybe they're just they're trolling right they're trolling okay all right or maybe it's like market research him being there could very well be market research them posting the photos is trolling yeah let's talk about some of the titles because we have seen that this kind of stuff does sometimes end up being like uh, some foreshadowing. Oh, it wouldn't surprise me if at least one of these is not actually a license that they have and that I, they've buried it. And then, you know, five years from now, we'll be going back. I remember back in the day <laughs> when Little Lot Saw and Rat Pack was in there. Right. And there you go. There By it the was. Way, it, will not, it will not be Rat If it's Rat Pack, I will stop podcasting. Why? You don't like the Rat Pack? 
No, I just don't want to be. I just don't want him to pick that. You don't want to be crooned when you're playing. <laughs> just, yeah. I'm just saying, why they won't well, make Sammy any money. Davis. What about Barbie? He was posted next to a Barbie. That's a really hot title right now. A lot of cultural changes within that within that Mattel well, brand. They've, they've got that movie the that movie? made there be a shortage of pink paint right. because they bought Ryan it all. Gosling. Yeah. Yeah. Barbie might. Uh, I think uh, Barbie works. It could work. It could work. I. I don't know enough about it to say like how to make it oh, work, but play I dumb. think okay, I, sure you don't know enough about it. Well, like I, like I don't know what you do in modes. Mm-hmm. My sister didn't have the dream house. I think she had the car though. <laughs> she, See, when we were kids, <laughs> we had, had the look, camper. <laughs> look, no, because we had it. Look, here's the thing: because it was it was I. For those that no one cares about this, Barbie's my, my only dream sibling ranch. was my my only sibling <laughs> is my sister, and she was a, a year younger. She's a year younger than me. So when we were growing up, and we wanted to play, of course we had different views on what to play. Mm-hmm. So we'd have to we'd have to share. So I'd have to play Barbie, and then she would play GI Joe. I got or, or my GI Joe could ride it in the in the car. I think she had the car. Yeah, the but Barbies were way bigger than GI Joe, so it was kind of like this giant stomping this little soldier. It's reached this nostalgic level of uh, uh, what do you, what could, do you call it? We could, Iconica? Uh, no. Yeah, it's uh, well, it's like in the zeitgeist. So it's, or just it's sort cool of ingrained even if itself. you didn't play with Barbie. It's just sure, so sure. iconic. It is. I almost think that Barbie, because uh, I don't remember if there was like a cartoon or anything. So, and I, I've mentioned this with uh, American Pinball and Hot Wheels. Mm, yeah. My problem with Hot Wheels is because I see where American Pinball thought this is a great idea. This is a w- really well-known license. It probably didn't cost them a lot of money, but everyone knows Hot Wheels. But the problem is, you know, weird YouTube cartoon show that only modern kids know aside, there's no... There's no story to it. So like exactly. there's nothing the license doesn't give you any structure to hang your hat on other no than here are these cool looking characters. Cars. Right. Yeah. Right. So with and I wonder if Barbie's kind of in the same way, whereas something like G.I. Joe had the cartoon. So if it was just the toys, it it would probably suffer mm-hmm. because you can hang your hat on, oh, we're gonna fight Cobra Commander and do all of that. I almost wonder if Barbie would work best though in like an eighties, like an eighties pack. Like a oh, whole thing, like Barbie and Care Bears and Cabbage Patch, and just like blend it all together. Uh, I still think it. Uh, we got a Foo Fighters. I mean, I think it holds its but, own. But Foo Fighters is band pin. I know, but it's still a it's still a theme that I wouldn't just jump. Now, right if you want to think, if you want to do Aqua and it's all themed around Barbie Girl, that'd probably work. Oh boy! See, now I got to play the stupid music. I think that Barbie works because I mean, they, even Barbie and Kid made a cameo in the Toy Story franchise um, with this new Margot Robbie movie coming out. We've got that, and that looks like it's it looks like it's going to be going to be well done. I think Barbie still holds up. Test a very controversial, you know, Barbie throughout the years. Um, I think it holds up. What about Tupac? You could be with the thug and start you with this weak scrub looking for some love and then club. I see you staring like you want it. Well, maybe if you got a better phone, let the liquor help you get a bonus. I'm still <laughs> yeah. Tupac Shakur with sure. some West Coast rep. I think that works too. Yeah, it's old enough that I think it, it would resonate. And I think a lot of people would really kind of like how Barbie in a lot of ways, I think, would be appreciated because it's it's very female centric. You know, most of the Barbie figures are, yeah. are women. Tupac is a genre of music that just doesn't really represent it in pinball. And I think a lot of people would bite for that reason alone. Yeah. And uh, especially as the, the 90s kids, such as myself, 
are coming into you know middle age and money and stuff like that we can afford stuff you're going to see them start to commercialize products even around odd themes like like gangster rap of Tupac. I mean, look, they've commercialized Snoop Dogg to the point that uh, I think even our grandmothers would know who Snoop Dogg is. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just like my first thing when I think of him now is him hanging out with Martha Stewart. I, <laughs> it's just it's a different world than we, we used to think of with Snoop Dogg. Speaking of, did you see Martha Stewart on the, uh, the cover of Sports Illustrated Swimsuit? No, I did not. Oh, shit. <laughs> Martha, I think she's rocking 81 and looks damn fine still. Girl's got it. But yeah, Tupac, I think, works in such a weird way. But I think it works. How do you mon- How do you commercialize something so uh, so aggressive? I think you can. I think the music is good enough. You can do it. Tetris. This is one I don't get. No, it would be terrible. It's got a new film, it, right? It's got. Does it? Yeah, they had a. a it was Amazon Gosh, or Netflix so, got its own oh, Tetris got oh, its own like thing. A, like is it how it like originated like a, from Russia. Right, okay, and, yeah, yeah. A, okay, I did hear about that. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's like a documentary, though. That's not like a real film. Oh, no, no. It was, <laughs> Sorry, documentary. No, it I didn't mean like, it like that. It was like, it wasn't a documentary. It was... What? Yeah, it was like the whole pinball-esque type of film. Where it's almost like a... Uh, the making of it was an acting uh, it was, no it was it's not and... like in a oh, look here's here's what i mean it's not like when they took the hasbro game battleship and then made the movie battleship <laughs> it's is not it? like the long it, tetris is like i'm the superior one you better this stack would be, and wait for me no. okay this would be like what i don't care <laughs> Tetris doesn't work. I, I, I'm, I'm done with this discussion. Tetris doesn't work in pin. It doesn't make sense. It's got no story. What are you going to do? It's going to be a timed mode pinball machine, which has never worked. Everyone hates those. It, no. Right now, Scott Denisi no. is planning no. his execution no. of Electronica. No. <laughs> Warner Music Experience. Uh, we had Gary Stern standing by a WME banner. And around him were different musical acts, such as Joy Division, Frank Sinatra, The Grateful Dead, The Rat Pack, Gorillas, one of your favorites, Green Day, Corn, Lizzo, and others that I couldn't identify. Mm. Those work. Some of these would work. Some of these uh, would not be good. You think Gorillas works? Yeah, but it wouldn't be the best pick. Uh, they've been around a long time. I mean, sure. uh, the you know, Gorillaz's uh, lead has been doing this really, I think, since the 90s. He's my age. I mean, he's been mm-hmm. at it a, a really yeah. long time. But Green Day would be a better pick by far. Green Day. I, I could get behind some Green Day. That'd be awesome. I, I think there are a lot of deadheads out there. I think the Grateful Dead yes. would be something, yeah. especially for, they got to watch because they go any longer they're going to miss that window for their that's the, the thing heads. it's it's a i mean like if we're thinking what dad rock have they not done yet uh, i wouldn't uh, grateful dead's good but like i mean i think heart would make more sense or fleetwood mac would be better than doing grateful dead but i think they're i think they're already past the past the prime mm. to do it but mm. i i think it would sell stronger than gorillas would i don't know enough about joy division um, i don't know joy division i don't know what that is yeah frank sinatra i think too old too old, too old no, to begin the training. No, I think that it's classic enough that it works. No, it's gonna be it's gonna be like Godfather with JJP, where you're kind of sitting there going, "Well, they've done it, but is it really for pinball?" You know what? Give me a Frank Sinatra theme over the Godfather for pinball. Honestly, 
I mean, honestly, you are probably correct, but I, I still just don't. It's like of all the things you could pick from, I just don't, I don't think, think that music. Like, I don't think that musical style works for pinball. What about corn? I, I don't think it's ready uh, yet. I, it still needs a little bit more nostalgia for everyone to accept it. Yeah, because it wasn't. I'm going to agree with you on that. Was, yeah, I just it still I, falls it's into the same. The, it's the same for for me with Lizzo. Is she too new? I just took a DNA test. Turns out I'm a hundred percent that bitch. Even when I'm crying crazy, yeah, I got boy problems. That's the human in me. Bling bling, then I solve them. That's the goddess in me. You could have had a bad bitch, not committal. She's really new, but she's. She has created a big scene. Um, yeah, but we're going. If we're going to go with really Lizzo, new, you, you almost have you, to have that in. You have to have that ready to release this year. Like you can't just, secure it now and then wait I another just, year and a half. Uh, because I mean, knows? she might. If her career has a longer tail, it could be, end up being a really good one. But you know, it's sort of like if we're thinking more modern artists. I, did, I you know, yeah. you think you think something like an go, Adele would probably just have you more go Taylor sales Swift outright. if you want to do or ta- yeah, yeah Taylor. It's me. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Uh, So, yeah, so a lot of music there. What about Dune? Oh, that would be great. Yeah, you you love that selfishly. In fact, if you want me to guess out of this entire list what they might actually have, because I told you I thought they had at least one, it's Dune. Really? Yes. Huh. Does the first film become that big? I mean, I don't know how well that first part of that film did. Or is it a miniseries? It was a film. It's a it, it's a film, but they've split it into two parts, and the second part's going to be coming out this year. But See, that's the story's my concern, like, If they've read the book, they know exactly what's going to happen, so they don't need to have... Do they go beyond they the part two Dune? Or is there, uh, no, 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 no. There's no just, other IP that they the can use, use in that Dune. Oh, there, there is. Okay. There's a whole series of books. I've read, I've read all of them now, other than Chapter House, the last one. I'm still working on it. But, um, but there is um, the first book of Dune, which is what the two movies are covering, the two parts mm-hmm. of the movie that's coming out now. That is the hero's journey. That's the it's the traditional kind of action sci-fi okay. story. Dune gets weird after book one. Like really oh, weird. So maybe difficult. Uh, so you could, in theory, do the first three books, but Dune as a book is solid enough. You have a whole pen right there. There's no reason to go beyond it. I see. It's self-contained because Frank Herbert didn't know he was going to be able to get more books published so until after Dune, Dune did as well as it did. All right. What about the, uh, Gary Stern was posted up by Godzilla, but ah! on the other side of Godzilla is the theme that I think that they would take a swing at, and that is King Kong. I could see it. Look how look how great Godzilla turned out. I think now, and think about this, listener, the history that King Kong, remember the prototype had with, what was that, Data East? Still within that stern uh, circle of, of companies in the past. Going retro with King Kong. 
I think that makes a, a ton of sense. Especially because they're going to sell so many Godzilla pinball machines, they're probably thinking to themselves, just like everybody else with a hit in film or music or anything, how do we follow this up with a sequel to make just as much, if not more, money? And we do that by lumping it and, and pairing it with something like a King Kong. Mm-hmm. Now, I know the advertisements from which Gary was standing in front of was likely the film franchise Godzilla versus King Kong kind of thing, but I still think King Kong makes a lot of classic sense. League of Legends? What, League of Legends? Uh, I've never actually played League. Okay. Um, it's popular, Very, guess, very. It, it's got a long, it's got, the game has legs on it in the sense that it's been big for a really long time uh, for the niche that it is. I don't think it's the right game to do. Uh, yeah. Just because there are other, I think, more approachable. Yeah, it's a big strategy game, so it's not like you doing a Call of Duty makes more sense in my mind to, to league, yeah. especially because I think a lot of the league audience is is actually international. So I'm not sure that that's going to translate as mm. well into pinball sales okay. as something that's more America, like a Halo or God of War, or something sure. like that. Sure. What is it? Fallout. Sure, Fallout. Yeah. yeah. Bethesda property. Yeah. I just think visually. Something like a Fallout would be cool in pinball. Yeah, no, I love Fallout. It's a fun world because it's Mm post-apocalyptic, but in a like a cheery fifties way. Yeah. So it's uh, you could do you could do a lot of interesting things with it. Just I don't know how you translate the game mechanics. Uh, Like that one might take a little bit of of thought because you, I think you'd feel like you need to implement the VAT system some way into pinball, which is like a pause system. Whereas with a shooter, a more traditional shooter like Call of Duty or, or Halo, you could go around being like, oh, yeah, I got to fight the Covenant. I'm going to gather up my got to get my sticky grenades, uh, you know, got to get the different weapons. Yeah. And we, we've seen things like that with other games so they could build on that. And Rainbow Bright. An old OK, 80s the, ta- the doll. Yeah, yeah, the toy. yeah, I don't think I don't remember a Rainbow Bright in the house. So, yeah, I don't. We, did, we weren't, we weren't Rainbow. We had Care Bears things. around, but we didn't have Rainbow <gasps> Speaking of, in the periphery. So what I did is I was like, well, wait a minute. Stern's clever. What they could do is make sure that they're showing off a picture of, you know, the Golden Girls. But in the background, maybe they're like, see, clues are everywhere. In the periphery, here are some of the IPs that were in these pictures. One being Netflix's and Tim Burton's Wednesday from the Adams Family franchise. Wednesday. Mm. There were did, some I think rumors that show about did, that. I think the show did well. I it didn't did see it. did very well. It did very well. Uh, Care Bears were in the background of a shop. Care Bears is a big nostalgia. And they did have a cartoon, so there's actually story stuff. They had take. fantastic films. They I had still, books. Oh, man. I lean on I heard, those. We had, the, we those. had Care Bear books. Mm-hmm. We had Care Bears. Uh, I remember the cartoons, too. Money-making machine there. The Rolling Stones, which they've made a pin. But, I, hey, I wouldn't rule out the possibility of them redoing I mean, something as big as I, the Rolling Stones. My my answer wants to be no, don't do it. You've already done it. But kind of like how you know we need redemption for our original Avengers game. The Rolling oh, Stones yeah. is one of the most hated stern pinball games they ever made. So it is. they might want to fix the mistakes of the past. Yeah, maybe they go back and make a big buck hunter reloaded. <laughs> Just like the, the arcade game. <laughs> <I> just, <laughs> Who does that sell to? I don't get it. Whatever. Maybe they can replace Mick on a stick with Jagger on a ladder or something. <laughs> I, want, I want to put him on a plume. <laughs> all the spare Godzilla topper plumes. <laughs> Doing his rooster strut. Yeah. Yes. Yes. 
you have to launch the ball up it, and as the ball goes up, each of the twenty-one RGBs lights up a little more. Oh, people are gonna show off all of their replaced uh, Godz- Godzilla figures with uh, with uh, Mick Jagger. <laughs> with Mick, yes. And then Sesame Street was the last one, which I think would do very well as as well. Yep, big nostalgia for it. Now you had to bring up the Godzilla topper, so let's do it. Oh God, Man. let's not spend a lot of time on we it. We don't though. have to spend a lot of time on it, but I just, you know, push comes to shove. I, I'm not going to tell <sighs> the listeners out there that poo-pooed me. I'm not going to tell them I told you so. I, I wouldn't do that. You know, I'm, I'm more of a humble man than that. Plus, I can't fight back anymore because I lose every time. I'm, I'm a scarebro waiting for plucking. I don't know what that's. <laughs> scarebro. <laughs> I just stand and I take it. But the Godzilla the topper scarebro. came out. You all shit a brick and you guys were like, this is blasphemy. I hate this. Not only do I hate the Godzilla topper, I hate its price of $1,000. Not only do I hate that, I hate Stern Pinball. And speaking of Stern Pinball, there's nothing more than I hate than Zach Minnie and flipping out Pinball. Bye, bye, bye. People were just downright angered. They sharpened their pitchforks and everything. And, you know, rightfully so. They didn't have a lot to go off of. And then I filmed it real quick. We got them in. I filmed it real quick. Threw it up there just so people could see what the hell the damn thing did. And then following that, Joel Engelberth with Flipping Out Pinball Streaming did a stream of not only it, but shout out and thank you to Stern Pinball and Keith Elwin and Rick Nagel for giving Joel the beta code of the topper exclusive mode. Uh, I forgot what it was, like a timed attack mode, a wizard mode. So he streamed that. We sold a lot of them before. But after the video and the stream, everybody turned their, uh, everybody's opinion changed very quickly. Oh, well, it's not that bad or still not worth a thousand dollars. But, you know, you, you, you heard the brakes start screeching. Did you see that? Did you feel that turnaround in an industry, Dennis? I mean, I did note that a lot of people were responding that the topper did look a lot better than the impressions they got of it from the stern mm-hmm. footage. But on the flip side, uh, there's no Craig it. Bobby here admitting that he was wrong. So I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Where's Craig? It was interesting to see. And maybe I'm just selfishly more interested in this kind of marketing and stuff that how much can shape the perception of a product, whether it is a launch or whether it is more information that comes out or uh, different modes. You get a lot of group think and small niche uh, hobbyist collectible type of communities, right? You would agree with that. Uh, but it's interesting to see the shifting, the tides, the trends and the falls of even the thoughts behind a, a newly released product. I find this is just kind of general, uh, generally true with, I kind of think of it as internet think. Okay. Is this, this, and maybe it's more with, well, it's more with products than anything, but there's always this sort of, you know, information comes out, depending on how that information is initially uh, presented, you'll see reactions one way or another. And then as more information comes out, people's opinions that are very knee jerk at first are going to solidify. And sometimes they'll solidify to the first reaction uh, and sometimes they don't. So it's, and we see it a lot here because I think the information comes out and people immediately kind of latch on to something. And then there's often a pile on that you'll see as well as yeah, because other people, people remember talk com- about it. People think they're right. cute. They get their little well, memes, that, their little jokes. That's a part of it. And, you know, that's actually, uh, you know, something that kind of came up with the uh, soon to be discussed uh, topic with uh, Dr. John when he interviewed Mike with mm-hmm. Homepin about mm-hmm. kind of that, you know, it just seems like people all latch onto the same sort of thing. So you do see a lot of that in 
in all sorts of hobbies. Uh, so that's not too that's not too surprising. I also don't think it's too surprising though that when you release something like Stern did, and you don't even bother to try and put it in a good light, like Stern did, <laughs> literally, or, or, <laughs> yeah, like it's. I mean, that was they chose basically not to market it. And so in the vacuum of that, people made judgment calls basically based off of essentially static footage. Like they didn't see the lighting effects and stuff. And it is what it is. All that said, you know, likewise, I don't think you've seen a lot of people who have complained about the the price being the price. I heard Slam Tilt podcast, for example. I know we're on Hallett Jr. on that show got the topper, but he also noted it's not a thousand dollars worth of topper. Sure. So sure, it's hard but to he find still wants something so, in pinball and so say it's, it's interesting. Yeah. So, but you know, it's like what well, that brings up a question of what is worth. So, so worth, you know, is it if it's not worth it to you, you wouldn't buy it in theory, mm-hmm. unless you had to, you wouldn't buy it. So, worth could mean uh, saying, well, it, the price is above what the cost is of all the components that are in it, but that would always be true because no one would make any money if the components were more than what they sold the end mm-hmm. product for. So it's usually not that. And the other thing would be, well, worth it could be seen as, could I get the money back if I had to sell it? Mm. And probably, or at least close. Mm-hmm. So, you know, worth is really just more of a, to me, it's it's that judgment call of, is there a thousand dollars worth of fun and I'm using fun really loosely, like fun from an aesthetic Almost enjoyment feel standpoint. Your finger, or play, right. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's really what it comes down to. So yeah, there are plenty of people that'll be like an extra mode and a non-mobile topper is not worth a thousand dollars, but would also acknowledge it looks way better than they thought it would look from the stern promo trailer that stuck it in after a whole bunch of uh accessories that you can't even buy anymore. I was mixed on whenever we seen it in that promo and even static pictures of it, I was like Okay, I'm going to get behind it because I like all the toppers, especially OEM toppers. Um, I, I wonder what I, I think it'll be cool. It looks pretty cool, a thousand. Eh. And then, yeah, installed it and seen the integration and the use of the RGB and the shadowing effect onto the wall. Uh, by the way, some of the people out there, what was it, Canadian? Somebody was ripping on me saying, oh, and Zach was trying to sell that as a feature. Uh, displaying the shadow up on the, I'm like motherfucker it was that I'm reading it from the press release like don't don't pin that on me that that was a feature Ugh, wasn't like a Led Zeppelin middle ramp from upper right flipper feature uh, but it it was a feature I didn't create that I but it yeah. was a good feature but no it looked cool in person the RGB integration is damn cool they have new code out now that uh, that opens up that that mode which brings up another topic and again you said you don't want to get into it too much about toppers i don't either we've but, already spent too much time but on still, it still the, the the whole discussion about having a mode tied to a product i think we continue to see this for better or worse um i think it's interesting i kind of like the idea of some exclusivity of uh, of you know purchasing a product and not only getting that product but getting something else attached to a code aspect of your game i think it's kind of cool i can see the argument against um and uh, the other thing i want to clear up is i've seen a lot of confusion on the interwebs about people saying well wait a minute you accessing that mode is already in the game because everybody's like well, are we going to get that mode is it going to come later in the insider connected and then everybody oh no we already get this mode uh, if you get to the end of the game, no, 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 it's, I don't think it's the same mode. It's, this is a special timed portion of said mode. 
So it's different. It's, mm-hmm. It is very similar, but it is different uh, as well. So no, it's a it's a standalone mode. I don't care if it's it's if it's playing exactly through a mode that was in a game or not. Um, like in like I just don't. I don't care. It's stand. It's separate and standalone. Yeah, because you get to it lets you access something to just play that one something. So it's yes. different. My point you are, is you can video games do this that. all the time where there'll be boss rush modes mm-hmm. in games. They'll be like, well, they're the same bosses as in the game. Yeah, but you don't normally fight them all back to back to back. And that's yes. how that that's how the mode works. Uh, I don't unique. I don't feel strongly on that. I, I I broadly would lump myself in the category of, yeah, I'm not a big fan. They're of, getting better uh, and better. This, this isn't purchase, Mania, this, purchase of, this purchase of DLC sort of stuff, but it doesn't necessarily at least the way they've done it so far doesn't impact me in the sense that they aren't giving people with the topper a different core game mm-hmm. so it's for add-ons yes now where where do i think they'll go with it? if they keep it like that and and exploit the strategy more mm-hmm. it would be to do things like say topper gives you co-op mode mm. <laughs> wow that's a strong one there you hearing that mm. stern pinball i didn't think but, of that well yeah. Wow. Yeah. Hey, that, hey, that's one's free Stern. You can make a, a fortune. You just have wow. to actually want to. You just have to actually want to build the toppers. You could have just put the plume up there and tied it to a co-op mode and sold. Absolutely. It. Yeah. Absolutely. But why even so tie it to? A, a, I think it, they feel better by tying it to a physical product. Sure. Uh, it's well, it avoids uh, the ease of uh, hacking and you know making a pat. You know, yeah, people uploading the like, code. Yeah, uh, only certain people right, can right. if you have a subscription. You know, yeah. Makes absolutely. it makes it a little harder. Makes it harder to, for people to quote unquote steal the, the software. A, they for have free. a system though, and Insider Connected that it would work so well with downloadable content like that. Oh, sure. I think eventually that's probably what they'll do is they'll recognize why leave money on the table requiring you to buy a $1,000 topper to get the mode when there'd be plenty of people that would pay $50 to buy Mm -hmm. the mode and don't either don't want the topper or you want to sell more than just the topper. Or in the case of Stern, who just seemed to really dislike making toppers, get out of that part entirely and just be like, we're just going to sell code. Mm. It's easier for us. We have our programmers. They make the code. We put it on Insider Connected, and we don't have to worry about the manufacturing side of it. No, I'd rather have the toppers. They might still do. They might go back to doing the flat plastics for you. Don't worry. Okay, well, that works at minimum. That's fine. So that's a Godzilla topper. All kinds of conversation there. As I said, there was new code for Godzilla version 1.07 to fix 1.06, the initial release for that topper mode. Uh, So that's out there. And geez Louise, James Bond's recent code update of version 0.92 has created a, a movement in the industry. Apparently, I've not played this code, but apparently there was a lot. There was a bulk, very goofy update for James Bond. Have you played the updated point nine two? No, no, it hadn't come out yet. The last time I played uh, Bond, which was earlier this month, it gives me a lot of hope because I've said, have put my neck out there and said that I still think James Bond will end up being a great seller or great game in general, very deep. Uh, but it's going to take some time, as a Batman sixty six kind of did. And now at version point nine two, if people are really turning on this and saying, "Wait a minute, this is something to." pay close attention to if they're doing that on point nine two, i can only imagine what it will be like at v 1.0 but we shall uh, have to wait and sulk you're sulking craig stern pinball production updates really quickly as an update iron maiden premiums and foo fighters premiums have started shipping yay 
finally, finally, Dennis, I don't have to get so many emails about Foo Fighters Premium. Mm, People were so many emails. They were getting so angry. Yes, so much anger. Rightfully so. We told them it was going to be ready a month ago, and here we are. So there, we haven't got all of our uh, allotment for this. Is the May April May run of Foo Fighters Premium? It was a parts issue. So they're finally starting to ship those. And we turn around, there's going to be another run of Foo Fighters Pro and Premiums in July. So hopefully they continue with the parts so they can hit that schedule. But Iron Maiden Premiums, we know that the pros, Iron Maiden Pro, uh, James Bond Premium, Jurassic Park Premium, Godzilla Pros, they've been shipping over the last week or two since our last episode. A lot of titles. But Iron Maiden Premiums are now shipping. Mm. People have been waiting for that one, Dennis. Yeah. About a, about a year. I mean, it came out years ago. So, Do they make it again next year? I'm feeling like it's almost time to go ahead and, and retire that license. I just, think it's been in production a real, I mean, just a really long time. It has, but has so, you know, things like Deadpool and things. Yeah, like well, I that. think Deadpool probably needs retired too after this year. <gasps> He's going to break through that fourth wall. Now, in July, we're like I said before, nothing changed here. We should start seeing some Godzilla premiums next month, followed by some Avengers Pro and premiums and those Foo Fighter Pro and premiums throughout the month. August, we're going to see that Jurassic Park Pro run. And then also in August, the move. Talked about that, mm-hmm. shutting down for a couple weeks. September being open for a new cornerstone. Uh, the rumor is Venom by Brian Eddy, Zombie Eddy, and uh, Go Dwight Sullivan. We'll see if that ends up being true. And then we teased you on the last TPS and for exclusively for the pinball show subscribers, they got additional info on the rest of the year that you're going to get now. Mm-hmm. Let's give it to them, Dennis. Here's the deal. Deadpool prone premiums. I think we talked about it, but that has bumped back to October. Now it was bumped up to August from December. Now back to October. But in addition to that, also in October, now there's going to be an additional run of Foo Fighters Pro and premiums. Okay, another run. That's going to help out a lot because oh, yeah. those are highly back-ordered. Can you believe, though, for flipping out pinball, I don't think it's too much info to give, nor do I think anybody really gives a shit, but I still, Foo Fighters Premium has been just a killer, killer sales game. My back orders are still barely more on Godzilla Premium than Foo Fighters <laughs> Premium. I can't believe it, but, but October's going to see a Foo Fighters Pro and Premium run. Keep in mind, it's not going to be as large a run. This is kind of like a bonus run. <laughs> So we're not going to see yeah, just a, <laughs> a little baby run. Yeah, it's right. the side salad of runs. This is a squirt of a run, right? <laughs> not full flow, just a squirt. But we're going to see some in October. Here's some more news. Mandalorian Pro and Premium. Those were slated for December, baby. Right before the holiday. Give them mm-hmm. some Mandalorian as well as Star Wars Pro Premium. We got to have that Lucas IP right there in December to make they some They always money. like to do for the holiday runs. Remember, that was always when yeah, the, uh, Star Wars the 10 home, versions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. They always do that. So Mandalorian Pro, Mandalorian Premium, Star Wars Pro, Star Wars Premium. That title's still being made. They were slated for December, but all four of those have now been moved out of 2023 in its entirety without an ETA on when they're going to be built again. Are they going to be rushed or are they going to be built? Do it. <laughs> Do it. There it is. I am stunned, pinball. Wait a minute. So they're, they're bumping them out of the whole year. What? Okay. What does it's that mean? treason then. Yes. Still scheduled for December though is James Bond Pro and Premium. <laughs> But likely not a large build. Again, a bit of a squirt of a build. 
Okay, so that leads to confusion for a lot of people listening to the show, except for the people I'm already confused. who exclusively heard it last uh, two weeks ago. Let's dig a little deeper then. Okay, so we've had games bumped from its December, as of right now, just into 2024 at some point. And then we had December, a small little squirt of a run. And then in October, they told us Foo Fighters, small little squirt of a run. Well, wait a minute. What the hell is going on? So a little bit in October, a little bit in December, and now absolutely nothing sitting in November? What does that mean, Dennis? I know you keep thinking that it's a new game. I keep thinking it's the September cornerstone, and they have to block time to build more of it. They're not so that's gonna- what they're... They're not going to block September, October, November, and December. Like, no. Well, they they'll probably be some. They'll here. probably re. They'll probably hash in, fill in some blanks they here, might. and put in some okay. more uh, Godzilla and Foo premiums because there's still not going to be enough. I'm going to tell you, I'm pretty confident in my yeah, suggestion that we're going to see another new product in November. A vault, and by new, maybe we see a vaulty version. Tron. So newish vaulted version. I don't know. Maybe we see a Spider-Man, run. Spider-Man vault with Spider-Verse art. Oh, into the Spider-Verse. Now, I think Travis Murray's wrong, though. Did you hear him say, like, one of the best five titles of all time or money mate? I'm like, what? Wait. What? Okay. I, Go I, uh, slow down I heard that now. episode. I don't, I don't remember that part. Yeah, he said something about it might, it would be like the top five best-selling Stern theme. I'm like, what? What, what Spider-Man? Into the Spider Verse, like all the oh like, yeah, it would be really strong. It would strong, be okay. It would be pretty strong. We're talking top, like we're talking uh, Star Wars. Man, I mean, uh, it's so popular. Kids love it because it's got Spider Man in it. Uh, the the <sighs> I, theming is deep, uh, but you know, it really comes down to how well the game's designed. I don't think the theme alone moves it into the top five. Nor do I think because there has been iterations of that theme before, including a comic book version it would make that big of a much more of a ripple thing for it, a as new a vault game. you could have a you could go back and ar- you could mm. argue you could have the the old uh james jameson call outs from the first game because uh because of the whole I multiverse thing that I the spider verse and that's what people hate about the comic version it lets you have the the art in the I new don't think spider we need verse is super though. cool we don't need it and and that stern be all like you may have left steve Ritchie, but we can still exploit your your work <laughs> that's right I do, it's like a threefer. I, I don't think it's one more than a twofer. I don't think the industry is calling for a vault of that title. I just probably don't. not. But I was just trying to make we, it we work. could look. We could get a, <gasps> they could vault Tron and call oh. it into the Spider Verse. The way all of this metaverse shit's going, it wouldn't surprise me at all. I think we're going to get something in November. It could be a Kapow title as well. Hmm. Maybe that's why they're getting rid of stuff in December. They know it's going to be a knockout hit. I could okay. I could see a Kapow title. Mm-hmm. Sure. I don't think it's going to be a cornerstone because we typically get our cornerstones in January. So I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to be a cornerstone. I don't think they're caught up yet, if you will. Maybe they have to vault mm. Metallica again. That may do okay. I could see that doing decent. Maybe they can vault Ghostbusters again, so they can pay for an entire vacation because that game would sell. Mm. Or what about Game of Thrones? A lot of people love Game of Thrones. They do, but uh, the I think the you don't think there's enough potential sales to be worth it. Yeah, I think the theme might be cheaper right now to to relicense, but yeah, I don't think there's relevancy for it. They'd be able to include like a three free three months of HBO Go with every Game of Thrones. <laughs> they call purchase. it Max now. <laughs> sorry i've lost track because i've abandoned them like everyone else did oh and speaking of subscriptions 
You guys had some good stuff two weeks ago. People are just now hearing it. You're going to hear something fresh as well. And it's about Stern Pinball production updates. It's the accessories update. We've just received as dealers some new information about when a lot of these toppers are going to be made. Mm. When are we going to get reruns of them? What about uh, maybe some official discontinuation of some of the accessories line? Sometimes having an answer is the answer you need. And sometimes once you find out that something's going to be officially discontinued, the price goes up on it. So you snag it up real quick from wherever you can find it. You can hear all of this about when they're making the rush toppers again, all the way into maybe some info on not one, two, three, four, but five, maybe six more toppers. Information about production on that. If you sign up to the Patreon TPS Club, the membership. So go to patreon.com slash the pinball show and sign up. The minimum is $10 to join the club. You get all of this exclusive information we pump out for you, as well as an invite to the private Discord that we have a lot of fun in. Jump up to the $25 level and you get some swag. You get to hang out every month on our live video feed and chat. Some juicy information that always happens in there. We kick back, have a drink, and and chit-chat. That's coming up as well. we got to remind people. You also get to pick a topic for an episode or jump up to the $100 a month. Thank you to all of those that do that. The Screaming Goat Club, where... Not only do you get all that stuff, but you get your own official nickname from Dennis and I. Usually Dennis rolls his eyes and shakes his head, and I give it, and and then I make him laugh every now and then from the OEM Stern Shaker motor. But you get your own moniker and a thank you on every one of our episodes, as well as a pinball polo shirt. Oh, that's good stuff there. And you get to join us on a TPS episode and have your own one-on-one private conversation and chat channel with Dennis and I. Speaking of, remind me, I've got a... I'm going to give them something this week that uh, is going to knock their socks off. So all you got to do is go to patreon.com slash the pinball show and sign up today. Thank you. They don't have to sign up for anything to be a fan of GTF. It's back. American (laughs) pinball. Oh no, 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 not GTF. Did you know that American pinball is now shipping some tanks out? From space, say, 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 hunt, hunt, hunt. Oh, oh no. I, I uh, blended them. No, I apologize. The Pennyverse. Uh, there's just so much space going. I mean, we got that. We got the aliens and food That's fighters. What we're, you know what, Dennis? We're going to create our own homebrew pinball machine that is the Pennyverse, and it pulls in all of the punny factory. It pulls in space, hunt, GTF, and it's all in one pinball machine. Oh, American pinballs shipping tanks. Uh, we just got notification. It was a little. It was a little hard on AP last episode, uh, and uh, I was notified by Dave Fix himself and said, "Hey, we got some some of your Ellie orders for GTF headed your way." Thank you, American Pinball. Yay! And I think they're uh, the ones we shipped twenties, uh, thirties, or so. So they're starting to roll out. I still don't know. Like we didn't. We have deluxes order. We didn't get any deluxes yet, but some people are getting a couple deluxes here and there but I find it interesting that they are shipping out games. Mm-hmm. Well, that's good news. And many of you have seen by now the little promo that I have done showcasing a little GTFLE. The tank has tracked its way into my game room, question mark. Stick around for future episodes of The Pinball Show to hear my take and more discussion on American Pinball's GTF! exclamation 
Lunchbox. Lunch. I didn't get the lunchbox. Oh no! Is this signature? I don't know when those are shipping, or is it a signature edition? I don't know what it's called. Now I saw the lunchbox is separate. Oh yeah, they are. I didn't order any because it doesn't come with you, the thermos. Uh, uh, the accessory king. No, <laughs> not a single uh, lunchbox. No. I stand. I stand strong. No. <laughs> the margins on it were a joke. It's like really, guys. No, thank you. <laughs> Jersey Jack Pinball is in the news in a certain way. I was listening to Canada. He was doing something. I don't know if it's podcast, but said that uh, live stream said that at the licensing expo, Jack Winery was telling people that JJP does not have the Harry Potter license. <laughs> the fuck is this? Uh, so I, that does not deter me at all, Dennis. I still think that they do. And uh, I think that because... It's going to be a couple of years. Of course, Jack would say that they don't have it. Or how about this plot twist? Uh-oh. They have the Harry Potter four license. <laughs> Technically <laughs> different question mark. Oh. <laughs> and it would be the most JJP thing to do. Oh man. Hey, and Harry Potter four though, that one was like one of the good ones. You know so what I thought about that? would be a bad one. What if, you know, it makes sense. What if, Joe Kamenkow threw it out there because somebody was about to release information that Kapow actually secured the license. So he jumped ahead of it in a cunning, sly fox little way, Silver Foxy, jumped in front of it and said, hey, just want to let you all know JJP has a license. We fucked up. We didn't get it. That sucks for us. Throws everybody off the sniff, and it doesn't benefit their competitor JJP at all besides making people more upset with them for not getting it, only to reveal that Stern Pinball had it the whole time. Huh? Uh, uh, uh it's I, I get makes more uh, sense no, to do I, that publicly on social media I, than I to guess, throw except, some other company under the bus. Except why would you in the so in the end you get to be a liar. But the right? liar like, with Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah, but he's, I mean, it's going to sell no matter. There's no, I don't see the strategic reason in doing it. Okay. I'll I put just, it that way. This is the penny verse. I was just trying to throw in. You know, okay. Well, I mean, alternate it, realities. A, I mean, this, this conspiracy theory mindset's interesting, but I, I find this a bit of a reach to think that he would go out and lie for the reasons, at least that you've outlined. Do you think, I, I don't think I'd be, would I be Dr. Strange in the penny verse? What, who, what character would you be? In the Pennyverse, what superhero? You seem like, hmm, you might seem Doctor Strange-ish. I don't know about that. It's all, because he's all like, let's do magic. And he waves his hands in circles a lot, which it's not, it's not a gesture I do. Your Deadpool level of witty. Um, you're intelligent yeah, but I don't like wear a, that much red, uh, Professor Xavier. Yeah, but I don't. You, uh, you know, know what? Have... I'm going to give you, I think you'd be Wolverine. I really do. One of the most popular superheroes, spicy, clever, witty. I'd have to cunning. grow my sideburns out a bit more to pull <laughs> off that look. I think you would be. I'm trying to think who I would be. You'd be that guy in the chair who helps Spider-Man out, his buddy. Gee, thanks. The the roommate? Yeah. <laughs> the guy in the chair. That's what he calls himself. I'm the guy in the chair. I think I would be my favorite superhero, which is Star-Lord. I think I'm Star Lord. Oh, Star Lord. He's yeah. so boring. No, what? Yeah. He's I'm just like, I'm, I'm Chris Pratt, Pratt playing Chris Pratt. He's like a demigod. 
No, he just goes around with his double little laser blasters and a little red jacket listening to cassettes. His dad was a does. planet, Dennis. His dad was cool. <laughs> he ain't his dad. He's really disappointing. <laughs> Why didn't you be Rocket? Not Rocket Raccoon. Hell no. What? Because you you get all upset about everything, so you're like him. Everyone oh, you gives you crap. <laughs> you know. Right into the pinball show at gmail.com. Let us oh, know. What's the, what's what the one Merle? The Merle thing, the guy with the Yaka arrow. <laughs> be him. Yaka arrow. Bubbly Bobo. Yes, Bubbly Bobo. We've got to be Bubbly. Zach, Bubbly Bobo. Let us know. Bubbly Bobo. Oh, I forget how much I. That's my favorite thing Stern ever did was Bubbly Bobo. <laughs> the way you say it, though, it sounds like your Randy Newman impression. <laughs> bubbly bubbly You got a bubbly When You know what? This it works is because so trash. this is the oh. penny verse. This is a penny verse. <laughs> Right now, the guy that owns Pinball Adventures is just rapidly with his pen and just writing notes down. Oh, my God. They're weaving gold. Tammy, give me another quill. <laughs> quill. I like that. that would be cool. Someone in Pinball actually is writing stuff out with a quill. I would love it. An old style calligraphy. Yeah, yeah. They're dipping it in. <laughs> dipping it in the whole ink well. The blood of pinball players. The tears of pinball players. All right. Email us. I want to hear who all the podcast and media people in pinball are when it comes to uh, when it comes to superheroes. And the Marvel Universe. DC's just still not Aww. good enough yet. <laughs> Even when Marvel is failing right what now. What would Nordman be if not for oh, the DC Universe? There he is. You, you have, you've turned to a company that used to be bankrupt. Marvel was nothing. But now... The House of Mouse has controlled it. Tammy, a whole box of quills. Tammy, get get rid of those quills. You're going to get bird flu. I don't want you to die from H5N1. Be careful. Bye, GGF. Don't whine about the margins on my lunchbox. It opens up and the thermos is the ramp. Did you see the flash yet? No, I have not. Okay. I haven't either. <laughs> okay. Well, so that was a great conversation. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad you initiated it. So, so just, let's go ahead and move on. Let's move along. Flash. Let's move along. The WB series or WCW. <laughs> I don't know where that Welcome show was. Welcome to the CW. Now, watch us on the big screen. <laughs> we, we thought a whole film franchise surrounded by a CW series would be a great idea. Oh, my God. <laughs> stupid didn't james gunn go over there come on jay <sighs> jersey jack pinballs they are shipping overseas godfather ce games as we speak look for their next game to make its debut q4 of this year mm. i said that almost like it's a fact i don't know that to be a fact i think they want i think they'll try for it for it's sure more of though. a feeling than anything no i i think you're right i think they will reveal mm. this year at some point and almost assuredly in q4 of it happens do you think they try to beat that of if stern has a cornerstone in january do you think they try to beat that or come after that because last time they allowed foo fighters what to come out first hmm. 
I I don't think they'll pick their release time based off of Stern, just like I don't think they did this time. That's fair. I, I think it's going to be more about how many are, I think they're going to do what they've done the last couple of times and want to have a number of games already built. And that's going to be the main motivator. Hmm. So if they're going to be ready to ship out some LEs immediately uh, so people can hold their tiny dancer, then that's what they'll do. <laughs> I just pictured me holding the Creaso clone. <laughs> As he sang to me, uh, as I, I looked down and he looked up. <laughs> you know how confusing that t-shirt is to my family uh, that aren't into pinball when I wear it out. They're like, hey, you got Woody in your pocket. That's well, that's not Woody. <laughs> Uncanny Valley, Woody. And I'm like, they're <laughs> that like, is oh, some, that is some creepy McCreeperson face stuff going on yeah, on that. What is that? All right. So Hexa Pinball, we'll give them another week in the spotlight here. The stream mm. happened for Space Haunt. Okay, I've not seen this stream. I'm sorry. Man, I think they should send us residuals at this point, honestly. Why? For be- what? Because just discussing that last week, it's, it has now trickled into everything, the whole Space Haunt thing. Yeah, yeah but what else was there for anyone to talk about? They didn't, pinballs? though. They didn't. Mm. Okay. Stream happened. So gameplay is now caught on film on the internet and i gotta say dennis you know uh call me crazy but uh this game still fucking looks rough <laughs> this game looks hmm. bad oh, oh was, like code wise or were the shots everything no it just did There's not a star wars reference to uh, why yeah I, I got that one fire everything that, what but so they somebody streamed it at some event. I feel oh, like they're oh, it's a potato cam thing. I feel like it's like Mike at home pin again. Like they just don't want to sell. I machines. thought you meant they put together a gameplay reveal no, stream. No, no. Well, it kind of uh, was, but it was by like some stream, some stream channel that was at the event to officially do it. But then they streamed like Big Bang Bar after. It was just bad. It was really bad. The code looked skeleton. Like it was barely putting along. Um, I, you couldn't hear the call outs or anything, nor would I understand what they said, but it just did not look fun at all. Mm. It, it's not like That's the layout didn't work. It's just, it didn't look fun. And yeah, the, the animations were, eh, the, uh, the did code, you find out what the dangly thing does? Nope. I didn't really. No, mm. not at all. That's unfortunate. I just, I don't know why you would allow that to be the first impression of your product. Well, maybe they're there doing like a, a, stir, a stern pinball topper maneuver and hoping you'll just do a new video. It was like to a change of opinions. It was like a disco. Like they were in like a disco because they were playing old 90s American That's pop. Where the happy people yeah, go. I, Hexa Pinball, I, I'm sorry. I don't get it. I don't get it. And speaking of not getting it, TPN's very own Aussie Pinball podcast, hosted by Dr. John, sat down to speak with Mike Kalinowski. Kalinowski! You don't know that reference. Mike Wazowski, owner of HomePen. Mm-hmm. Did you hear this episode? I heard this episode. I made uh, to, mm. for our little TPN thing, we had a little podcast section. Yep. I, I left a whole bunch of comments out. I was out. I was out just walking around the neighborhood, heard the episode, came back, had to, had to type up some initial thoughts. This actually, I think, is the, this is, and you know, we all have our favorites. This is my favorite Aussie Pinball podcast oh, episode no. ever. It was so interesting to me, and I highly recommend people go and listen to I'll it. I'll give Dr. Johnson credit. He did a really good job in that interview. He's, mm-hmm. He still pushed, 
you know. Yeah. Uh, um, and he was I edgy. Mean, he didn't shy away from <laughs> didn't. anything, and nor did Mike, for that matter, no, or shy away nor... from answering anything. And and all transparency here, I did not plan on making any notes to discuss this interview at all. Zach. Frankly, because it was very clear in this interview that Mike does not like the USA, nor does he want any of his products being shipped or sold or promoted to any, not only the USA, but anyone that likes pinball and understands pinball. No enthusiasm. But, he he said but he that's didn't what makes it so it. interesting. So I thought, well, part. people that really do actually enjoy pinball, they listen to this podcast, so they're not going to be the target demographic. So why even discuss it? But then you had some fun in Discord, and I was like, okay. So I guess we'll jump into it. Uh, they discuss a lot of things, Dennis and listener, including the death of a man uh, in Mike's own room. And. <laughs> That said man's wife saying that Mike worked her husband to death all the way to cash settlements from a disgruntled employee that was on maternity leave. It was all there uh, and none of it made any sense. And there was some eyebrow raising moments such as Mike from home pin saying motherboards just don't last more than a couple of years. So uh, your $10,000 pinball machines are all going to be paperweights. Um, well, I mean, objectively, it doesn't make sense because there are some st- stern spike it's, games still working he, uh, i mean this than- was all this was a wide-ranging interview so <sighs> so the conversation touched on so many pieces so maybe we should we should take these sort of bit by okay. bit right, where please. do you want where would you like to start i don't want to start with the dead man in the room because that seemed okay. weird so let's stay okay. away from that i thought one. it was weird that you opened with it but okay. okay what would you like to start with uh, motherboards okay that's interesting i there have been and i remember Really, when computers, using computers to actually power pinball machines started to become more popular, I'd say really with JJP is kind of Child my impression. Play um, right. The, there was a lot of concern about like what's going to happen, what happens if the system gets bricked, what happens if it fails. Uh, and the thing with Mike's position on it is his his stance that you mentioned, that motherboards just like they last two years, is, is nonsensical. Um <laughs> That hasn't been true since I think I've been alive, uh, but motherboards are a lot better off now than they even were when JJP started. So mm. I actually researched it after I got because again oh, no. I, used to, I used to well back he in the day, acted I used like to, they were like these things are paper mache. Yeah, like they're gonna, the motherboard's going to burn out. You're not going to be able to get a no replacement. Going to make parts. Yeah, which. As long as it powers every, like if all the control boards and everything are compatible, it doesn't like, do you have to have the exact same version in the first place, exact same model of motherboard? Uh, as long as the computer can run all the, you know, well, we're he runs running his company everything. off of making repro boards and stuff. Though. Well, well, so his whole thing was, would be yeah, it. he didn't articulate anything like why, what about the motherboard failing? I think he's just thinking that, well, computers fail and thus motherboards are bad. Most of the, like in the old days and back in my day, the biggest, I don't know if you've gone through a lot of computer failures. The most common cause I've ever had of a computer actually failing, the whole computer is usually the hard drive, hard drive failing. Yep. Yep. I'm an idiot. Um, I know that. And yeah. the most common thing that I've ever had fail on a computer outright is the easily replaceable fan to keep the CPU yep. cool. Mm-hmm. Like one of the fans goes bad and you just you put in a new fan. Motherboard failure, according to the online tech resources that I checked, most common point of failure is a capacitor. 
Those same capacitors are used on these boards and have to, as we know with as pinheads, we have to replace old capacitors. But modern motherboards, as long as they're kept in profit, you know, assuming not extreme climate and stuff yeah, conditions, not sitting in water, should yeah. run about 20 years. Oh, but I don't think any circuit board's really that different either. I mean, th- and we capacitors have to fix- are what pennies. Yeah, and again, okay, you could, I could see you saying, "Oh, well, I don't like motherboards because they're gonna, they're going to not have through hole technology for the casters, mm. and I'm not going to be able to easily swap surface it and mount stuff, stuff, yeah, 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 all that stuff, yeah, all the complaints about surface mount and everything." And I'm not saying that there aren't reasons to say I think my solution is better than their solution, but he was just kind of like, "No, motherboards go bad after two years. Uh, look at how often people replace their computers." And it's like. But that's not why people replace their computers. They replace them because they want them faster. It's yes. not that they're breaking all which, the time. Which lends I, itself to the argument of technology. And I think in 5, 10, 20 years, I, I'm not sure reproing old antiquated motherboards is really that big. I think we could probably, people could probably figure it out. They have well, for every motherboard thus far in this industry, right? We, we have plenty of instances. No one goes and gets, oh, well, I, I use this loosely. I know it's hyperbole, folks. Don't write in and complain. That's right. No one goes and gets original Rockwell System 1 Gottlieb <laughs> boards and puts them in to fix. There are completely different designed boards like the Flip board, um, the Neewomp, the Neewomp board. Oh, yeah. oh, there are all sorts. That's Weebly. There are solutions. What about Weebly? There are solutions. My my uh my Sinbad is powered on a Raspberry Pi based board system. That's how I run mine. Real so, collectors don't yes. use repro boards. No, I, but I'm a fake. I'm a fake. <laughs> so it's okay for me. It's okay for Go me. On, so so my point is like the motherboard doesn't have moving parts, just like his circuit board. He didn't articulate anything about why his choice and it, like that he's. Like if his company goes away, how are we supposed to get his chips that are powering, you know, the, the PIA chips yeah. and stuff? It, does, it was just like, there was no, he said it so assuredly, like, it's just a fact, uh, boards that are computer boards that are motherboards go bad and his boards won't because they're made. And in I'm like, on. but all he circuit threw, boards, all circuit boards go bad. Best. All circuit boards have a finite lifespan. Nothing. None of this is meant to last forever. I, we all die. I just thought it was a really weird argument. It I'm was, sorry I went on a little long was, on it. but I, I appreciate the research. But uh, I looked it up because I was like, how often does he think motherboards go bad? I mean, most of the time when people ruin one of the CPU ones, it they bricks. You know, my biggest complaint with all these computer based ones is how long they boot. It takes to boot them up yes. when I turn them on. Jeez. That's what I don't like. Man, but it's not that. and JJP's. Uh, yeah, hey, yeah. Uh, so, so anyway, so all right, so there's that one. I, okay, if that I, was fascinating. But yeah, he's very anti motherboard, and he made that very he's clear twice in the interview, things, including yes, uh, I like uh, that pinball too. people. He said that his games are not intended for pinball people; rather, they're for people who just want a pinball machine without really understanding what pinball is. Um, yes, he was talking and, about yeah, no comp. He said not only competitive players; he's like competitive players are never going to like our games. But like pinball people who are wanting this deep code, like mm. he he considers like 1990s Bally Williams games really deep. So yes. don't look I, to I them. I love this part. I love this part, Zach. Yeah. And I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you why I loved it. Yeah. He, he constantly referred to as a medieval madness killer. Like he wasn't out <laughs> to make a medieval make madness killer. Nice game. Now, yeah. first thing, and I don't mean this to be overly rude, but uh, it's apparent to all of us that you're not out to make a medieval madness killer. That was obvious. <laughs> it's but, very clear. But. 
Uh, yeah, that that Maybe was really encapsulating that he but, still yeah. thinks that medieval madness is a deep game, and it is not. No. This is this is very antiquated thinking. It's quint- it's quintessential nineties Valley uh, Williams coach set medieval. Madness. He has like, for a is- long time in other interviews that I've read or heard or, or people you know quoting from him when he would post on forums. I I understood his whole argument. I, I'm trying to make a game for people to go to the pub and bash the ball around sure. and have fun. And I always just assume that as a, this is just a shield to explain why you don't want to balance the code. Mm-hmm. Like like how the old premier games generally didn't have balanced code. Uh, so, you know, I'm just not going to balance. And code. Thunderbirds like, initially I, couldn't right, be right. updated. Yes. And I, and I didn't agree with it, but, but I, but I understood. Um, like I understood the argument. I understood how he was framing it. But in this interview, he went all in about saying how he doesn't even play pinball. No. He's like, he he didn't say I don't like pinball, but that's the vibe I got. Was mm-hmm. he's like, I'm I'm just I'm really te- I'm I'm technically minded. I'm all up. I'm like, this whole hobby's full of technically minded people. They still want the game to be fun. Even Ed Krinsky, who didn't play pinball games, oh, knew Krinsky. his goal was to make games fun. That was the whole point. And he's just sitting there going, no, I'm just, I'm thinking about it from a tech perspective. I'm not, I'm really not at this to, to make a game that pinball players will like. Yeah. I'm like, he's That's thinking. That's what boggled me. Cause it's and like. His whole, his whole argument is this is for people that want to buy. This is for people who don't know any better. To buy yeah, this dance that's what it felt like to me. To too. buy a game solely based on theme to put in their game room as their sole game. That really has like, no rules. But it's not fun. Like a it's novelty. not balanced. Like a gumball the, machine. It's like it <laughs> runs and it's got a theme. That was his argument of his strategy. Yeah. And it perplexed me. And we'll get a little bit later, I know, about the pricing because I, I sort of saw it there. But it's still like, why would you... Why would you be proud to say it's because it seemed like he was almost proud to say, I'm not making games for people who like pinball, but then, they're pinball games. Then why so even go on a fucking don't, pinball podcast what, for an interview? Well, you know, he, he, he might, you know, get along with, with Dr. John and, and all that. And that, and that's fine. And he may not care what, it, what any of us think, which is definitely fine. He doesn't need to give, uh, give two licks about well. anything I yeah. say. But I find it absolutely perplexing as a business to say, I am in this niche industry and I have no goal to make games that people who are already in in this industry like. Absolutely gobsmacked. I'm absolutely gobsmacked. Nor market it to the majority of consumers of this industry in the United States. Couldn't even say it's the United States as a name. Oh. Couldn't even say USA. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Talk, Talk about childish absolutely childish and i'm not gonna go all murka and wave the flag here he can it's fine i've i've worked with i remember back in school and stuff i knew some (laughs) international students who who were in the u.s to get a degree and hated the u.s i mean i i you know i've had a few like that and hey we don't we don't do we don't do everything right and i i know he got burned on some things like canceled board orders and stuff and having to refund paper i mean that seemed to be the that seemed to be that seemed to be his whole thing was to start like he had some issues with purchasing and and cancellations and stuff and so he kind of uh dropped selling to the u.s and then people got mad and then he, uh, he kind of he pulled a zack and sort of doubled down against <laughs> well yeah against well, against the naysayers penny for a sec because he said and, some things that uh, were pretty and, pretty heinous. and if he doesn't i don't care if he wants to wants to avoid selling to the u.s i don't yeah. uh i just thought it was pretty trite to not even be willing to say the name of the country but uh, then later I, on in I'm the interview like, dennis 
when you're giving your your goal of your next game the cost of that and you you use the USD you use that currency to price your next product that's where I get confused why are you using the US currency even though you shit on the US throughout the because interview because you claim that's that there's the no desire to sell like you're trying to get your next game down to 49.99 uh USD right. well why why even why is that a goal? I assume it's because, like it or not, the pinball world revolves around the U.S., and that's the terminology that everyone speaks in. For now, it does, I, yes. Yeah. It's just, that's what everyone price compares on. So, <laughs> so him too. Awfully he, convenient. You can't, you can't well, uh, I mean, that's the power of America, especially <laughs> in a hobby that was created by America. So, mm. it's just, I mean, it's just how it is. So, again, I don't, yeah, if he doesn't want to sell the U.S., I, that's his choice, but I, I like the country who shall not be named. And at fir- the first time he said it, you know, I should have known because <laughs> I knew he had problems with it. But I was like, Russia? What, why are we not? I'm trying to think like what country has been so egregious that people are going to protest by not even saying who it is and just confusing people. And I'm like, oh, wait, no, it's America. It's America. Mort. <laughs> why did I ever think it was actually like a, a country that engaged in an illicit war? Sorry, I'm I'm not going to get political. <laughs> um Still, but, still very peculiar that even using that as a currency example, then he claims that the next game is going to be revealed at next year's Chicago Pinball Expo. <laughs> that he's well, going to what? Yeah, <laughs> I, I um, now I am I am so lost. This industry never ceases. To yeah, make that me that giggle. was uh, <laughs> that was weird. That was mysterious. Uh, but didn't he also note in the interview he's never actually been to the U.S.? Oh, which, I don't know. That'd be a first trip. I think he said that. Okay. I mean, I, I, hey, I, I've never been to Australia, so. Uh, yeah, it, <laughs> it's very odd. Uh, next game is going to be extremely famous. That's what he said. Based off a movie, but zero, and I mean zero, video assets <laughs> yes. or yes. audio assets due to the IP being owned by like six different companies. Uh, so they're going for like a solid state type of, basically your homebrew print whatever theme you want on the play field type of game not not <laughs> but not doing dmd which has been yeah, where no his heart's been at nope. um i mean this is not so far i think the two licenses he's grabbed are actually for are were actually good decisions i know thunderbirds is probably again to murka people are, for the are gonna theme, be like, yeah sure. i agree yeah but but spinal tap I agree, and, and yeah. he and he went into this about you know it was their first game his plan was to sell to the australia market thunderbirds is a lot bigger there and in europe than in the u.s strategically it was a perfectly good pick i think the game ended up not resonating with a lot of people now mm-hmm. He blames that mostly on Pinside and people not playing it and just hating on it for and reasons. But, you know, with Spinal Tap, the asset integration being here's an LCD screen and all it does is play random clips of the movie <laughs> while you play the game. Uh, try, he, and under it, this, an antiquated this is the right decision to display. This is the right decision to not have video and audio <laughs> assets. If that's how you're going to implement it, th- this is the right decision is to just not have them and make whatever excuse you need to about why you don't have them. But if he's going to spend that much money on IP, the the financial, the best financial decision, Dennis, would be to just simply retheme Spinal Tap and just re just like everybody else rethemes and puts their own you know, print on the play field. Why not just retheme an already designed game? Why, especially if you're doing it to people that don't care about pinball, why not just always have one layout and just keep printing different pictures on play fields? I don't understand why you wouldn't do that. 
it, I agree with you. If his strategy is not to sell the people who like pinball, yeah, they're not, to get they're one, not collecting one unique one more game to, to every person. Yeah, just then, keep re yeah, reskinning that and, shit. And that's where, you know, I get his goal about trying to bring in new people and having this ideally sub $5,000 price point. I, I get that part of the strategy. But yeah, there are other decisions like, yeah, why why constantly redesign the layout? Why not Shrek and Family Guy? It instead, and just keep- instead of International Rescue, they can just hit the center ramp 11 times as you're dialing it to 11 on Spinal Tap. Right? You could keep yes. doing that. Uh, he actually went at length about, oh, because Dr. John asked about, I, I loved this. I loved all of this. Dr. <laughs> John, this is my favorite interview. Do more like these. Um, so he... <laughs> He cited that the issue was at some point early in the design process, he couldn't really remember who, but there was a decision made by someone to put the international rescue lights at the back of the game. Mm -hmm. And then when they were getting near the end of development, they were like, oh, oh no, we have these lights at the back of the game. What are we going to do? And Mike was like, well, let's just have a light light up every time you shoot the center ramp because the center ramp is an easy shot to make. And then that way that will be, we'll be able to use it. And but the way he told it was so good because it was all of our fault. Either way, it was yeah. our fault for being upset. Why are you guys he, focusing on that? That was a little like, part of the game. Well, because he's like, the way he said it was, it made it sound like we should have known all this. We should have understood because he's like, I was going to get criticized for how long it was going to take to spell International Rescue or I would, I could have just not put it in at all, which my impression was like how he wanted. He just didn't mm-hmm. want to deal with it. And then you'd be all upset that the international rescue lights in the back don't do anything. <laughs> and it's like, well, yeah. Why didn't you just take them out of the design if that's the issue? He but was prickly the whole interview. It was the thing was this was my nutshell thing in the in in our in our TPN Discord. I'll share it here because hey, that's a podcast. Yes. My problem with it, I, I love the interview. My overall takeaway problem with Mike's approach was just my impression. He didn't take responsibility for anything. Everything was someone else's fault. Mm-hmm. Everything was pin side, uh, pin, pin side and pinball people are a bunch of haters. Uh, and that's why you can't get a break. People didn't understand uh, the issues that he faced, you know, on chargebacks on boards. And so that's why America hates him. So he hates America. <laughs> credit card um, people right. don't understand how how hard it is. Uh, to have to re-spool up your factory because you had to move to Taiwan because the the authoritarian Chinese regime cracked down on foreign owners. Like, you chose to go there. Did you not know it was an authoritarian country when you moved there? People want maternity I, leave. I don't, just like, yeah, people are dying in my room. And their and, wives are blaming and their on wives me. Are coming in and much. they're demanding money and the government's all suspicious even though I'm the nicest I'm the nicest uh, employer in the entire nation <laughs> and you know you guys just don't understand who these games are for these games aren't for you the only thing in the whole interview that I remember hearing where he took any responsibility that I would define as taking responsibility was when people complained that the, his flippers couldn't make the ramp shots and he even said in the interview I don't think there was really a problem. Yep. But yes, the end of stroke distance on our flippers was shorter than that of Williams. And we've now, we've now made changes and extended the, you know, the aperture. So now the flippers go up like the Williams flippers did because we had to invent those from scratch because you're not allowed to import anything into China. Uh, Yeah. It might've been a thing to check before you moved there, but okay, whatever. (laughs) It's our fault. It's all our fault or the Chinese government It's everyone's fault, but his. We had a lot of issue as well. And people 
taking his ideas or using his work. He talked about like they don't use clear coat on their games. Uh, they're doing oh, what yeah. Haggis oh, did. Shoot, he I said, forgot about that part. Yeah, he said Haggis <laughs> copied, stole his work, and he was talking yep. about other people stealing his work and him not getting credit for it and all this stuff. But then later goes on to say that, yeah, basically we're just re-engineering everything that Williams Bally and what they were doing. And My, it's like, oh, it's okay now, yeah, but the other the Haggis other thing, stole our yeah, the other thing, yeah, yeah, he did, yeah, he called Haggis thieves, yeah, that's right. uh, or copied their work. He didn't use the word theory. Other, uh, some of this is a hyperbole, folks. Listen yeah. to the actual interview to know yeah. the quotes. I'm not, I'm not trying to be. We're here for entertainment, right? They were here for entertainment. Another aspect that was very entertaining to me. You mentioned earlier about how with you know with Thunderbirds you couldn't update the co- software, and he mm-hmm. had argued at the. I remember him arguing at the time that it was because it was going to be code complete. There was no reason to do that's code right. updates, and so the board said didn't allow the code updates. And now I guess with Spinal Tap. You can do a code update. Doesn't use a flash stick. You actually have to plug with a yeah, cable like in your laptop. It's got a USB yeah. on it. It's so got a I USB guess. port. You have to, in the interview, this is I'm now I'm talking with my hands. <laughs> in the interview, Zach, he talks about how he couldn't find any experts, and he even used to like quote experts. Oh, he used the, to quote, remember, he yeah, air quoted yeah. verbally. He couldn't find any experts on how to implement USB code updating. And so his ultimate solution is he finally found someone that he paid with like some sandwiches <laughs> that was able to figure Google. out and write some special code that would be able to do it from a laptop. <laughs> USB, this guy who went on a rant, Zach, went on a rant about how motherboards suck Yep, and could not purport find anyone who knew how to work with a port that has been around since 1996. <laughs> I was just like, you have got to be kidding he me. He acted as if they had to clone a person just I, to train yeah. them to become this. Like, he's like, I got all these experts in, and they're all like, we can't figure out the US. And I agree with him. Like, If he brought those people in and they didn't know how to let a thing update through USB, it does sound like they weren't really experts. It's Absolutely. Like, I agree with his judgment on it. But and they again, all died from exhaustion and trying to all, figure it out. It's all everyone else's fault. I don't know what his process was to choosing experts. It clearly isn't very good, but it's all their fault for being failures. And he praised the one who got it right. The one who got it right, who doesn't let you do a USB flash stick. I have to drag out the laptop, have a, have a cable and then run a special program, a little app, a little special code app. What is this? It's uh, like me flashing my own EPROMs. I thought it was interesting that he's got a company I, outside of uh, Australia doing the code for the first two games here. But then when asked about, if they're going back to that company for the this Australian company for the code of the third game, he said, no, that's all going to be in-house now there in Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Mm. Maybe even less. Maybe, you know, to showcase even less depth yeah. in his upcoming and, codes. And he, like, that, I mean, they can were- figure out how to how to code some pop bumpers and a stand-up target. And there were fascinating challenges that that he highlighted that I didn't know about, like the need for like, they had to do the cabinet painting and stuff in a different factory when they were in China, because the, the, the province he was in was wanting to go more it tech. And so according mm-hmm. to, to Mike, they were cracking down on any industry that didn't want dirty industry. Of course, his wasn't in no way dirty and was perfect because everything he does is perfect. But, but because of that, they weren't allowed to paint the cabinets in the same province yeah. that the assembly happened in. And so, yeah, there were, so there were a lot of, and you it can was tell a really interesting. He, he has the ability uh, to do a lot of manufacturing he, and a lot of electrical and, uh, and mechanical design that a lot of people don't. It's just, there's no reason he should ever speak to public. Just ever. Just I, have I, someone no, I, I, else. I'm glad he did this interview. I loved it. I, I disagree with a lot of his decision-making. I'm armchair quarterbacking 
Uh, I don't run my own pinball manufacturing. I don't design games. Uh, he seems to know a lot on the technological front. I question a lot of this business decision making. Yes. Uh, I just my overall takeaway was I'm always I get it. It sounds like and we've seen from his timelines and stuff. They've definitely I mean, he's gone through a lot of hardship. This has not been easy for him. I, I do sympathize with all of that. But I'm also I'm just personally very much a buck stops here with leadership. And when a leader blames everyone else for everything going wrong, it just it puts my hackles up because I'm like, you really do you think you're a good leader? Mm-hmm. If this is your outcome? I mean, not everything is everyone else's fault and just bad luck, is it? This isn't a Dickens novel. <laughs> One of the worst writers I've ever read, oh, by the way, on. Charles Dickens. We're doing so well. Come on. Have you read Oliver Twist? Like Norman Rockwell Oliver next. Twist. Jeez. Let me tell you, have you, have you seen the movie? I don't, I don't think I've even read the book because it's too bad alert. of a book. But let me tell you something. Oliver Twist goes through the whole thing, More? does nothing, does nothing to advance. Don't ever make a pinball machine about Oliver Twist. That's how I'm going to tie this into pinball. Does nothing to advance his position in any way and sheer by sheer luck, like gets adopted by a rich guy. It's <laughs> the whole book. It's like, who writes a book where there's no arc? The, the guy just has stuff happen to him, and then his life is better at the end of it. Oh. That's Dickens. Wow. Welcome and to unfortunately, the- Homepin doesn't hasn't had someone come in and just adopt the company. Only in the penny verse would wealthy. we get an Oliver Twist pinball machine. <sighs> anyway, that was I love this interview. It was highly entertaining, it. at the very least. I think the, the takeaway note for all the listeners here is, keep in mind, if anything ever interests you from Homepin, uh, the owner has specifically said that not only are you not the target demographic, he does not want you buying his products, period, dot. That's it. Doesn't yeah, want was, you buying them. He and had some strong takes. He I doesn't, mean, he doesn't takes. Uh, have any, he doesn't have any desire for you to enjoy his products either. They're not made to be enjoyable for people like you. Oh, that was good stuff, man. It almost makes the next person seem like a saint. Andrew McBain from Pinball Adventures was interviewed by Don's Pinball Podcast. Okay, I haven't heard this. So yeah, this will be new. This will be new to me. And I was listening to it in the background. Uh, so specifics wise, he was going through. It was it was entertaining. I wanted to give a thank you to Mr. McBain for giving yours truly a shout out at the opening of the show, talking about uh, difficulty designing pins. And I haven't designed a pin, so thank you, Andrew, for for that shout out. I, I appreciated that. Uh, but other than that, it was, a, it was an interesting interview. Go over to Don's Pinball Podcast, give it a listen. And he was very energetic. He talked about the behind the scenes on how the theming came about, the production, their goals. Uh, very in-depth interview uh, and well done. So, so go listen to that. Whew, Chicago Gaming Company. Just wanted to let people know that we are now seeing a true mix of Cactus Canyon Remake SE Pluses as well as Ellie's being produced at this time. Uh, Ellie's are not completed. Uh, they're probably the not probably not even three fourths, probably close to three fourths the way done on LEs. But uh, the last batch that we received was just SE pluses, not LEs. So they are truly mixing them all up. Hmm. Uh, and there's no way you can mix up the Screaming Goat Club members of the Pinball Show. <laughs> These are our biggest supporters, and we are so so very appreciative in each and every way, more so than a mic from home pin would be about his consumers <laughs> so much so that we're going to thank you right now. And we're going to go backwards. The bell ring a ding, ding, ling, bubbly, bobo. Thank you, Charlie. We appreciate uh, the support. 
oh no, I'm thinking about it now. And I'm like, fuck, in editing, this is going to be a pain in the ass. I had yeah, why are you going backwards? Oh, that's the box says. Thanks, Joe Fox. And happy Father's Day to everybody out there, including you, Joe Fox. We didn't even tell people happy Father's Day, Dennis. Happy Father's Day. Man, we are the bastards of pinball podcasting. You see what I did there? The Stern OEM shaker motor. Thank you, Dave. Oh, rumbly in my tumbler. Uh, that was a Winnie the Pooh reference. What the fuck? Yes, it was. God, was you got, was, was wow. there any pictures of Winnie the Pooh with uh, Gary Stern in front of Winnie the Pooh? That's pretty open. Uh, I want to see that uh, that horror that yeah, horror it's Winnie an the open Pooh IP now. Yeah, stupid. I want to see it. The most annoying falcon in the world. I've got to find a different clip for that because Frankie is not annoying. He's supportive. I need a supportive falcon. <laughs> the kineticist, you're a wizard, Colin. Oh, thanks for the support. I always like that one. And the panther cannot be declawed. Sweet, sweet Rob. Mm face as supple as a Bradley Cooper. Thank you. Thank you, Jabs. We appreciate you, Steve. I'm still trying to get through the crystal skull again. (laughs) Why are you watching that again? Because people knock it unjustly. That's why. Uh, I would argue that some of the cinematography in that film is some of Spielberg's best. I'll just I, I, say that. It's the, it's the Tarzan scene with the monkeys that always push me over. And I'm just like, I can't, I can get through nuking the fridge and all that. But I, and I also want Kate in her role with her Soviet accent to go, would you look into the mirror, comrade? <laughs> <laughs> I'm rewatching Lord of the Rings. I, I'm on two towers Ooh. this morning before we started recording. So. That never gets old. Gotta have my Galadriel in. But the overacting from Shia LaBeouf is just... (laughs) When he rolls in with that leather jacket on that motorcycle, I'm like, there he is, man. Put a paper bag over your head, you artsy fuck. Let's go. So thank you, Buffalo Bay. The Bobcat. There's a Bobcat. Oh, Rod Dog. Rodney, we appreciate you, buddy. And that one, every time I listen back... That call out, <laughs> shoot this fucker. Oh, shoot that fucker. Always makes me laugh. So thank you for the support. I just, I cannot wait until somebody else, somebody else signs up because I want so bad Dennis to add to this team. Oh, I just can't wait. And as a reminder, for the next Pinball Show live Zoom hangout, these things have been killer the last couple months. For those that are part of the Pinball Show Screaming Goat Club and the Nordman levels on Patreon, it's going to be June 21st. Mark your calendars, June 21st at 8 p.m. Central. It's not too late to sign up for either of those levels. And many of you out there for the official uh, for the official club membership at the, at the $10 level, just bump yourself up to the $25 level and come hang out with us uh, next this, this coming Wednesday. Woo, June 21st. Is it this coming Wednesday? Yeah, yeah, we've been doing it the last week of the month, but I'm out of town. Okay. Thank you again for all of the support of not only the Screaming Goat Club members, but the Norman level members, as well as the official club members. Sign up today at patreon.com slash the pinball show and get yourself a dose of private Discord chat and exclusive content from the pinball show. It's that time of the week again, Dennis. You hear the drum roll. Mm, yeah, I hear it. I and feel it. Drums. I'm waiting Drums for you in the deep. To give it the. Beep, 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 beep. No. Nope. Or your. They are ca-caw. coming. Oh. I was doing a Minds of Moria quote because yes. it's fresh in my mind. See, it is fresh. It's weird that the troll and the hobbit, though, when they go down there, he's like a gelatinous 
thing. Oh, God. Creeps Tell me, me out. That's like the crystal skull. No, it's not that bad. Yeah. The, the moment where they start going in the barrels, uh, like swinging like Tarzan, sequence. that is horrible. It's so sequence. corny. It's so corny. You don't think dwarves are that nimble? <laughs> you are a fool of a took. I'll tell you that. <laughs> There's your Pennyverse, your Marvels, Miriam, or Pippin. Pimbo Market Trends! It's a Bobcat Techno one. Father's Day edition, even though there's no references to Father's why don't Day in you this do, whole Why don't you do the eagle fly in uh, like in Lord of the Rings, you know, and just not have them oh, show up? That would make more sense. Gandalf, you lazy ass. You cynical asshole. Just use the eagles. Fly, you fools. Take Except Frodo on eagles, there. We, don't, we don't want to use those. No, because they would turn. You know how, what's her name? What's her Gabriella. What's her name? <laughs> Galadria. Galadria. The, the hot elf. How she turns because it's too strong. That's what the eagles would have done. They would have got a mm. little sneer in their in their beak, and they would have got red in their eyes, and they would have <laughs> dumped off. See, that's my explanation. Instead of a dark eagle, you will have a vulture. Yes, they would have turned on Not poor dark, Frodo. Not and ravenous. That's right. Treacherous <laughs> as the sky. They would have taken them right to the breath seekers or whatever the fucking <laughs> breath takers or those are cats with bringing in the dementors now the dementors yeah i don't know what they are but they're mean little bastards it's pinball market trends where am i at oh training up this week objectively numbers don't lie only reports facts it's james bond 007 bam bada bam 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 you all are about wrong dun 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 wait till the code up they're buying they're buying them dennis they're buying and they're selling them right now we're selling them at flipping out pinball i've sold six james bonds four of them used in the last two weeks that's that's they've been they were sitting we had used james bonds almost piling up at this point i was getting a little worried my wife's like oh so you took another james bond in on trade okay not Mm -hmm. judging but okay (laughs) yeah well they were they were building up and i was like i promise honey just wait wait for the code then she's like where's the code and i'm like oh you clever girl but no they're finally selling thank god Uh, and they're selling very well so much so that they're running it again in December. And I think that December, the picture of sales and perception of James Bond is going to be even more significant from now till December. Wait for those additional code updates. You guys are liking what you're seeing now in the feel of that game and the code. And this is a good time for me to tell you all, I, and it's not like I'm chilling because I, I don't have very many used left, but if you're looking to get in before this code gets good and you like the way this shoots and you like that theme, if you're going to buy one now, it's probably not the worst time to buy one before they start trickling back up into the regular uh, desirable themed pro and premiums on the secondary market. I'm just trying to save you all some money. You're welcome. Also training up this week. Sorry, Craig. I told you I wouldn't do it last episode, but I have to this episode because it continues to trend up. It's Godzilla Topper. Yes, plume and all, babes. We made plume a thing. Hashtag plume lifestyle. You know, we're still talking about toppers. It's that good. You know how many mm. damn toppers we have sold? We have sold just no. a shitload of these Godzilla toppers. I felt like I'm back in selling Star Wars R2-D2 toppers. When is the R2-D2 like, topper coming out? Oh, man, those things are stacking. And nobody wants that piece of shit for 750 Y'all are crazy. Now, they're going to be building Godzilla toppers for Where's a Hulk long 2D2? Time. Why didn't they ever make a one-off? They should. 
I got a compliment the other day. Where was I at? Somebody said, dude, I <laughs> love like, that I shirt. I got a compliment. I got to remember exactly where I was. Yeah. Yeah. He was like, dude, I love that shirt. I was wearing my Hulk 2D2 shirt. Mm, Hulk 2D2. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. See, to the, to the comment, to the common plebeian, uh, Zach, they're going to see that and they're going to think you're making like a meta commentary on Disney acquiring everything. Cause you it's blended star Wars and Marvel together. Maybe that's what we were doing, yep. Dennis. Mm, perhaps we were the meta the whole time. We are the setter of trends. I'm just saying, uh, what goes up? It's got to come down right now. It's not Godzilla topper. I think this is probably the, they'll, they'll run two or three times, but chill out for all of you who did not get a first run. Uh, I hear you. Your voices are heard. I know you're upset that you don't have the topper yet. Uh, and if you're going to sharpen your pitchforks, throw me one too, bro. And we'll storm the Stern Pinball Factory together because I'm waiting as well. I'm sorry. Turning down this week is waiting for accessories. No, turning down this week. Is sh- oh, no. Chicago Gaming Company's Cactus Canyon Remake LE. What? Say it ain't so. They're not even done making them all. Yeah. Why? You're still trying to sell them, Zach. Why are you turning them down? Because I only report the facts, people. And that's because on the secondary market, the numbers have been dropping on Cactus Canyon LEs. They have. These were selling pretty easily for $12,000 six months ago. Three months ago, you saw it dip maybe a little bit. We get the announcement of all these new games coming out. People were tired of waiting for the Cactus Canyons, or they've since had it for a while, and they're ready for Pulp Fiction or something. So it trickled down to about 11000 and then to 10.5? Now I've seen recently some right under the $10,000 threshold. We're now close back to MSRP. Something mm. for Chicago Gaming Company and LE rarely does, if ever, trickling back down to that MSRP level. Yeah, it's, uh, I want, you know, that's curious. I kind of wonder if it's, it's a less popular, like, there's not the nostalgia for it that there was for Monster Bash or Attack because yeah. like, a lot of people didn't experience it. And I wonder maybe the speed that they've come out and the fact that there's still not the enhanced code out yet. Yes, is, yeah. And people are it's a shallow game. So I'm just wondering if people are getting bored with it. And it's I've it. never back only and I've not played the remake. Uh, well, maybe I have once uh, I play. I got more time on the original, though. That original does not have the legs of a monster bash or an attack. Mm. Uh, and so I could see where you'd be like, I need the new code and that'll give it the legs because the layout isn't as good otherwise. But if you don't have the new code, how long do you want to wait for it? I would argue that it doesn't have the legs of an attack or medieval maybe, but monster bash. Well, I just, I don't actually, I was going to say I dislike monster bash, but I don't want people to write in. I really don't care for monster. I bash don't either. Though. Like it's just, not I just can't get that, into it. I, I, I don't mind playing it. Uh, I get it in tournament a lot. Uh, I don't usually put extra money in it outside of it, but I have on occasion just to, you know, put a game I feel like on it's it. It's just but, one way to play. I mean, you try to get the, build the stacky, is. build the stacky is, and then you go. Uh, it just, to me, it, it feels less fun than the other uh, attacks actually really well balanced, but medieval is pretty much a one trick too, but I don't know. It's just, I just don't get it. I just, yeah. Don't care for it. Right now, Mike from Homepin is like confused with all the rules that Cactus Canyon has. He's like, what is this goddamn Lord of the Rings remake shit? They're in back again? <laughs> We're never going to financially recover if we code all this. This is crazy. I hope he does get uh, Tiger King. I might I was going to ask because the the whole him having a having a game but the you know the citation I don't of the know what it's gonna be. The, but the citation of the IPs being owned by all these different companies I was like do you know of any 
movie or something based off a movie that's I'm, that split up I'm amongst such companies because I do not. I attempted to Google, but my Google uh, skills are okay. not strong enough to bring up anything. I tried. I, I don't. I don't know because Do they, I don't. I don't know who's got a really complicated ownership cycle like that. The problem is anything that's super famous like that. There's probably a lot of hands in the honey jar. Mm. Oh bother! <laughs> Another Winnie the Pooh reference. Yes. What is going on here? People are going to type in a pin side. He's he's hinting. I promise you, he's hinting at it. All it's trending down this week is people stealing the advertisements in pinball that I worked so hard to create. What? No one's no. stolen any advertisements I, from you. Oh, I just, it's on the tip of my Prove tongue. It. I want so bad to, Prove I could, it. I could, Dennis, Prove that's it. the problem. I don't, I don't see anything. Oh, Prove it. This last week, listeners, Prove it. I just, it's so hard it. for me. It's so tough for me. Prove it. I'm in a situation, I'm in, I'm in this industry and people can, People can steal, they can be thieves, people can poke, people can say shit that's just simply not true, and I have to sit and take it. Trending down is my inability to snap back at some of these very unethical... What's gaslighting, Zach? You know, I've, I've gaslighting never heard of such a thing. Does that exist? To the dealer out there, you son of a bitch, you are so, so lucky that I don't want to be attacked. It's not worth my time. You're not worth my time. But just know, listener, out there, if if someone creates something and that something is so good that you want to steal it, here's a simple solution. Just fucking don't. Don't steal it to try to make your own money. How about that? And then if for some reason you are dumb enough to steal said uh, piece of intellectual property that you helped create, uh, if you do steal that, don't try to gaslight the creator when they come at you and say, hey, man, maybe... Don't fucking steal my stuff to make money for yourself in a competing market. Maybe don't do that. Don't try to gaslight that person as if he's too dumb to uh, to document every piece of evidence behind you stealing the original. Just the, the point of the matter is in pinball market trends, figure it out. Fucking dealer out there. I don't even know what state he's from or at least say the state and then people could narrow yeah. it down. It wouldn't be no, <laughs> I gotta beef that up. No, I can't. I don't. I don't want it. Yeah, cut, don't, cut it. That's cut right. it don't, don't want it. Cut it. Cut it. <laughs> One hour and fifty-seven minutes and forty seconds in. Cut it. There's at this point. There's no deal of the week. Go to that dealer. See if he's got a deal of the week. We fucking stole he that does. from he me He has too. a deal on that's your right. ads. He's like, we we've got a new segment on our socials. We're calling pinball market trends. <laughs> Copy and paste this podcast, call it your own shit. He could start his own podcast called The Pinball Show and get the neon sign from the Zen Pinball Show. <laughs> oh my God, yes! And that would make him more legitimate. See, that's the problem. That's the power of neon. All this injustice in the world and all these little douche sickles all band <laughs> together. And pretty soon, he will be supporting Zen Pinball. I'm telling you, it's a conspiracy, coercion. It's all a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, that's... Pinball Market Trends. It's edition. One hour, 58 minutes, 50 seconds. No, another stop. Cut. Can't take that. Okay, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I gotta take it. I just gotta I'm keep sorry. taking it. Yeah, One day I'm like gonna explode. He keeps taking your stuff. God. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's why I like resort to stupid nod nods. <laughs> like I've got to find some kind of outlet. <laughs> And as always, I'm just here to report the facts because I, I I don't have time for anything else. So what I say is is might as well be 
gospel man that's loaded in and of mm. itself because numbers don't lie on pinball market trends who <laughs> <Poobay> audition <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right where can people catch you uh, they want to reach out to me. Easiest to do is email me eclectic gamers podcast at gmail.com. Very nice. You can also email us at the pinball show at gmail.com. Facebook. We got a pinball show, Facebook, a TikTok, a discord. Um, our TikToks similar to like the special winlet Twitter account where they don't do anything. To- I don't know. I don't, I don't use TikTok, So I don't know. Uh, at one point you're going to see Dennis twerking in the TikTok video for the pinball show. Who knows? But sign up to Patreon as well. Become an exclusive member. It helps support us, and it helps support what we produce here at uh, the Pinball Show. And shout out to uh, we got we got semi called out from the Slam Tilt weeks back. It, it was really for somebody else, but we were still kind of targeted indirectly. But mm-hmm. the results of it were uh, thousands of dollars going to a good charitable cause uh, in the name of Lime and Sheet. So Slam Tilt congratulations and thanks again for for having that charitable event going on and thanks again for the cause in which you focused on and go listen to slam tilt too they've been they've been really good lately uh but also just out of spite of them uh sign up to our patreon patreon.com slash the pinball show because uh you get what you pay for motherfuckers (laughs) wow i can't way to sell it that's right (laughs) Uh, straight down the middle where you were smelling candles. Go Jeez. check out those videos. Uh, we got the Godzilla topper video that was premiered there and flipping out pinball buy from us or, or don't, I don't know. Just stop ripping on me for having a job <laughs> product showcase this week. Iron Maiden premium. You want to know why? Not only because they're building them because we have a few extra spots. Oh, had a few spots open up, Dennis. So jump on that. Email us at Zach, Z-A-C-H, at flip the letter in out pinball.com. Uh, you'll see a juicy advertisement on social media <laughs> and on other dealer social media as well. But you'll, have, you'll see that whenever we do get the, uh, the games in. Uh, so sign up now if you want one of those spots or, or wait. See if we have some once we actually have them in hand. Iron Maiden Pro we have in stock as well as Jurassic Park Premium. Godzilla Premium pros i think i have some of those too still damn now's like the perfect time for everybody that's like i don't want to go on a wait list there are so we have over i think 20 titles right now dennis uh, that somebody can buy in stock right now godfather le's james bond pro premium 60th anniversary alien still on that uh, on sale home editions if you want a, a pin that's even deeper than mike from home pins games you can get the stern home edition jurassic park or star wars uh i don't think we have Oktoberfest left i'm sorry we have spots for gtf still going uh deluxe editions we might have an le spot left Check out the Flippin' Out Vault. Toy Stories are available. Ultraman Halloweens. TMNT games. A lot of pre-owned games. Go to the Flippin' Out Facebook page, and we have those all listed and shown there. Shaker Motors in stock. Dust Covers, Player Mats, Headphone Kits, Shaker Motors. I already said that. Uh, what what uh, Flippin' Out with Friends. What about Flippin' Out with Friends? Joe Lingleberth. I think he's going to do a talk show this week, this Wednesday. Uh, and then this Wednesday after the after the TPS exclusive Zoom hangout. 
If we don't run long. If I we, mean, he'll still do it he'll on still time, do it, yes. but, but, <laughs> but sometimes yeah. we, we run long. So yeah, he's so, playing Godfather as well. Uh, what's oh. been going on at the Pinball yeah. Network, Dennis? Well, last couple of weeks, uh, we've had Triple Drain issued in episode 38. Greg Bone was on that the one. Bone, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Talking about some space a, hunt. They did. They did. Uh, Greg's knowledge just sort of poured <clears throat> through on that. And they also talked a lot about the uh, the market with the Godzilla topper was a big point oh, yeah, of discussion. Uh, and then we already mentioned this, but uh, Dr. John with the Aussie Pinball Podcast, episode 16, the one with Mike from HomePin, definitely worth listening did to. Not we disappoint. Did, we, I, well, I, I like our discussion. I don't think we really did it uh, the full justice. You we should did pretty see good. You, that should, was, really, that was good you stuff. should really listen, though. To, there's yes, a lot yeah. we didn't, I mean, there's so much. There's it's so much packed. to use. We, we didn't do hit another on episode. everything. Oof. We didn't hit on everything. Yeah, I don't think you would be able to, to live with yourself, though, if we did. I don't. Uh, and then finally, uh, Pinball Party Podcast, episode 32, came out where it was jason with kale and rachel rachel's really good on that show mm-hmm. she way. was really she was like getting ready to reform uh jason's yes. entire life like she's i think about he was to about in. to start a whole new career <laughs> right. and everything career rehab he's like forget it that's pretty much it okay. that i know about this week at tpn a lot of continued streams probably some podcasts coming out is free play dead <laughs> maybe uh, I think I think Amanda's still been posting on her on the social media for it, and okay, I man. think it's mostly her work schedule. I know has, I just like teasing her so she can take it. She can I don't think it. it's gone full Jesse J. On She's us. tough. Oh yeah, she. <laughs> hey, if they, if Jesse and Ryan want to put out another episode, we can. All, we'll probably do for a final round too. Uh, yeah, if they're able to get back, I know there were some disruptions to the recording routine, which yeah. resulted in some delays. I don't know if they're all back. Like J- Jeff was traveling. I'm not entirely yeah, sure if he's true. all back. And I know there that David's been talking about getting the next episode recorded, but I still think we're a, a little ways out oh, on getting cronies. the new Silverball Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah, become a crone yourself. All right. But I know they have the topic picked. I know that. But I'm not going to say what it is. Oh, as it's long as mystery. it's something not so old. Like, I like what? history. Oh, I was geez. glad they finally did something that used reels. <sighs> I'm waiting until they do an episode on flipperless pinball. There's just something, Ugh. but Zach, there's just something weird to me. Weird about doing a pinball history podcast and then everything you've done has got computer chips in it. What would Mike from HomePin think with all these motherboards they've talked about? <laughs> All right, Dennis, we'll let you get the last word in. Okay, well, I was just going to tell everyone Even to remember. Even it's not the last word. I don't know why yeah, I say that. Yeah, it's not. I don't know. I get but the last word. I just like to everyone to remember that Care Bears stare and Care Cousins call. <laughs> and always practice safe pinball. And although belated, happy Father's Day to all of you pinball papas out there. I love you, Dad. And yes, of course, you too, Papa Creasel. And I can make you famous. Nick's yeah, so we're doing all that, and the wife bought a uh, an in ground grill. We're, we're we're sticking with the in ground theme, and, okay? And we're going with an in ground trampoline as well. So that's getting all prepped. Uh, okay, I didn't even it. know those were a thing, but that'll be good when the wind comes and yours won't <laughs> blow away. Exactly. Like in all those all those videos I watch, the <laughs> yeah, fail army go. videos, like a frisbee. Yes. And once they get air under them, whoosh, they're gone. And the kids love the trampoline, and mm-hmm. I think they're an eyesore. So she was like, well, how about if we buy this, it goes in the ground. I'm like, oh, I'm so sick of spending money, but I can I can compromise there because I hate the looks of a trampoline in the yard. So yes, go ahead and let's submerge that son of a bitch in there as well. And the only thing that's an eyesore that's left, in my opinion, is the swing set. 
like the, the slides and the little monkey And so and you're going to have a cave constructed. A I, I told her. And she, in the dungeon will be the swing set. She, she picked up on it late and laughed, but I said, and if you want to, sweetie, why don't we go ahead and let's do an in-ground swing set too. Uh, and I said, I think that'd be really cool. And it like, you could tell the neurons, wait for it. And she was like, well, how would that? And then she was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yes, that's exactly. Dig a big fucking hole. It's just imagine your kids in swinging, trying to dodge like these stalactites and stalagmites in their little cave, their, their little golems cave. <laughs> <That's right>. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Give it to hobby. us raw and swinging. <laughs> Presses are like monkey bars. <laughs> you answers, you get three guesses, and if not, then I get the slides. I get the slides. Oh, man. Poor Smeagol. Uh, go check out the pinball show email. Or go check out the pinball show. Yeah, come on, log into our emails and read them. They're Hack them. actually not that interesting. Call them your own. Man.